Right. Hallelujah. Lord knows I've been waiting all this time to get to this point in the service. Praise God. No, it's been very good. Very encouraged. Ah, wow, it's exciting. Life's exciting, isn't it? So great to have Chloe back with us. Yes, it's a, just a blessing. What a blessing. Man, I've missed that girl. You know, Ruth uh, last week was telling us a bit all about Chloe when she went down to Wellington to spend some time with her. She, she's a great storyteller, is my Ruth. Remember that? She was telling her about when they went out to the restaurant, they both got the sizzling plate, and then Ruth burned herself, and Chloe said something, and then, and then just as she said something, Chloe burned herself and, and suddenly flicked, flicked her food with a fork because she got a fright from burning herself on the hot plate over the man that was sitting at the table next door. And Ruth said she just laughed and laughed and laughed. I don't know if that's right, really. I think, I think there comes a time we've got to be more serious in church. All this frivolity and stuff that's carrying on. Well, anyway, Ruth went home, and she had this lovely candle that she'd got from, uh, I've got to tell you this story, you see, this is my story, from Pastor Gillian. One of those scented candles, women seem to like them. I think, um, I won't speak for us men, but Ruth got it burning in the lounge, and she lit it, and she must have gone over, I was laying on the couch watching TV, I'll be honest with you, I was watching TV laying on the couch, and I heard this distraught voice, Paul, Paul, get over here, quick, help, you know, and I, and I saw Ruth with her hair out like this, and, and I thought, has she got a bug in her hair, or what is it, but I could hear the desperation, so you should have seen me, it was like lightning, I literally, you could have just gone like that, and I was there, it, like honestly, I surprised myself, you think Superman's fastest were like, you wouldn't believe it, well at any rate, when I got over there, I was thinking, what's happening, and of course I think so quickly, I saw this wisp of smoke coming up through her hair, she was holding it out like this, and a little flame. And it was at that, at that very point, I thought, Liz on fire. This girl's on fire! Hallelujah! Girl <laughs> but I quickly helped her to put the, uh, <laughs> I quickly helped her to put it out. And there's a bit of hair about that long laying on the floor where it burnt through. <laughs> anyway, that was... She was worried about it, the carpet, she keeps saying. I'm worried about the carpet. I was more worried about her hair. We can replace the carpet. It's as old as anything. Anyway, there you go. What are we here for? Right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit, the wider tapu of the living God. Father, you just brood over this place, moved by your spirit, bless your word, your word is spirit and it's life, bless it to us this morning, let us hear your voice this morning, Father we pray, thank you for your comfort, thank you for your love, thank you for your son in Jesus name, amen. Well, I believe today that there's people here that need to forgive somebody. And that somebody may even be themselves. This, this month we're going through this series, Forgiven to Forgive. And we don't want to stop the flow of forgiveness flowing. We've started last week, and that was good. Alan was speaking about forgiveness. I wrote down four points or things that I remembered. He said uh, one of the things was you can only give what you've got, so you have to receive forgiveness first. Uh, and uh, number two, forgiveness is a daily bread. We, we will just walk in forgiveness every day. Number three, forgiveness is the first step in taking ownership of your life, learning to forgive others. 
and to forgive yourself. Forgiveness from God does not depend on your performance. Wow, what good news is that? That's good. So I've got four things I want to bring before us today, and it's along a similar vein, but we need to just continue to meditate on this forgiveness thing. It's such a big issue. It's such a big thing. It's so freeing when we learn to receive forgiveness and give forgiveness and even learn to forgive ourselves. And the first point I want to say is God has forgiven you. It's simple, but it's a profound fact that God has forgiven you. It is good news. He has forgiven you, the creator of the universe, the God of all, the one who upholds all things by his power. He has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. And this week I was reading a story way back in 2 Chronicles about, well, it was two kings. The first king was Hezekiah. He was a great man of God. And he reigned in Jerusalem over Judah, which means praise. And he pulled down all the idols to Baal, and, and, and he worshipped the living God, and he led the people well and worshipped to God. And, uh, and he was a godly, godly king. And he had a son. And interestingly enough, Hezekiah died reasonably young. He was only about my age. But his son was 12 years old when he came to the throne in the place of his father. And his name was Manasseh. And Manasseh didn't follow in the footsteps of his father. But Manasseh, he did evil in the sight of the Lord. We pick it up here in uh, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 33, verse 1. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord, verse 2. Verse 3, for he built the high places of... Uh, which Hezekiah, his father, had broken down. And he raised up altars for, for the Baals and made wooden, wooden images. And he worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. Verse 4, he also built altars in the house of the Lord. He's, he's king over Judah, that is. Israel had split, the 12 tribes of Israel, 10 had split off. And there was Judah, two tribes. And here he is ruling over Judah. In verse um, 6, it says, Also he caused, caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. And it was a place where the idolatrous Jews uh, burned their children alive to Moloch and to Baal, foreign heathen gods. And yet his father was a godly man. This chap here, Manasseh, this king was very, very wicked a very wicked king. He practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft and sorcery, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He, made, he did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Verse 10, And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. Well, isn't that deja vu? Sometimes God speaks to us. I know in my life, sometimes I've been slow to listen. God is merciful. Verse 11, Therefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the armies of the king of Assyria and took Manasseh, who took Manasseh with hooks, bound him with bronze fetters, and carried him off into Babylon. Terrible thing. They put hooks through the nose and hooks through the lips, dragged them off. Horrible, horrible. This is Manasseh. Verse 12, Now when he, Manasseh, was in affliction, he implored the Lord his God. Wow, interesting. He's no longer praying to Baal and Moloch and all the foreign gods of heaven. No, 
he's remembering his father's God. And when he was in affliction, he implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the, the, the God of his fathers and prayed to him. And he received his entreaty. That's the amazing thing. God listened. He never listened to God originally, but God listened to him. And he received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. And then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. That's amazing to me. After that, Manasseh took away all the foreign gods and he repaired the altar of the Lord. He turned his life around. That's our God. Here's the most wicked king in Israel, and God heard his cry. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. Talk about a forgiving God. That's my point. God has forgiven you. God is a forgiving God. If God could forgive the most wickedest king there in Israel after he'd done all that and even offered his children to Baal and Moloch through the fire, he can forgive you. He forgave me many years ago. A self-centered, wicked young man who didn't follow in the footsteps of my father but only did that which was pleasing in my eyes. And it brought me down into a deep valley. But yet, when I turned to the Lord, when I connected with his love through my sister, God touched me with his love. I turned to the Lord. I received him as Lord of my life. I fully repented and trusted in him and looked to him. What a change in my life was brought about when I received Jesus and received the gift of eternal life. This is our God. God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. It's such good news. Even when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Romans 5 and 8, it says, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that why we were yet sinners, why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He sent his son, the Father, our Father, sent his son to be the Savior of the world. He wants relationship with us. He wants us to spend time with him. He wants us to realize that we are totally forgiven, 100%. You know, yesterday I was at home alone. Ruth Ruth uh, went with Chloe and Carmel and Evangeline. They went down to Wangarei shopping, as women do. <laughs> it's all right. They're allowed to. I'm not trying to be negative here. It's, it's a positive thing. They often shop clothes for me as well. That's even more positive. But my son, I've got one son, and his name's James, and he phoned me up and said, Dad, oh, you're home alone. How about we do lunch together? Now, that really touched my, my heart. I said, okay, let's go. Where should we go? Oh, it'd be good to go out of town. So I went up to Marty's Golf Range where the little cafe is. And then we decided to have a game of golf down at Rainbow Falls, so that was a good time. But I really appreciated it, that my son came to me and wanted to spend time with me. You know, it meant a lot. I won't dwell on it too long. I might get a bit emotional. Men are never emotional. You realize that. It's only the women that are emotional. <laughs> I tell you, it touched my weeny little teeny heart. It did. <laughs> I've gone on the strength of that for 40 years. I mean, 40 days. He wants to spend time with us, our dad does. He's really forgiven us, and we mean a lot to him. He's redeemed us with the precious blood of Christ. Why would we ever stay away from his loving embrace? 
He is for us. That's why the Word says, if God be for us, who can be against us? The God of the universe is our dad. God has forgiven you. Number two, have you received his forgiveness? He might have forgiven you, but have you received his forgiveness? So you see, Paul the apostle, uh, was, uh, his life was impacted by God in a mighty way. His life was turned around when he impacted uh, the Lord of, and creator of heaven. And God sent him out in Acts uh, 26 and verse 18, and he went to the, um, to the Jews and to the Gentiles with the, the message of the gospel. And in verse 18 of Acts 26, it says, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. wonder where the darkness was. Might have been within. Might have been within. Turn them from darkness to light. Darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God, what is Satan's power? Self-centeredness. What is sin? Self-centeredness. Living from here instead of living from there. So that's it. To open their eyes, spiritual eyes, to, in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that, that they may receive, that's a good word, receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified that's made holy by faith in me. Question is, have you received forgiveness? Because your heavenly Father doesn't only want to forgive you, He wants to give you an inheritance. Not only does God forgive us and, and forget all our sin and throw them into the sea of His forgetfulness, but He justifies us. He makes us just as though we'd never sinned. He, get, he makes us holy. He sanctifies us. That means makes us holy. He gives us the righteousness of His Son. He adopts us into His family. And it's all for free. You'd think it would be enough that God has forgiven us. But no, He's done more than that. He has justified us as well. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Have you received that from God? If you haven't this morning, it's time to do it. See yourself as God sees you. You're precious in His sight. You might be still walking in darkness. You might be taken up with your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own ways, looking down. But God wants to lift you up. See, darkness is the absence of light, and God is light. Our Heavenly Father is full of light. He sent Jesus, His Son, who's full of light. He is the light of the world. And if the light that is in us is darkness, the Bible says, how great is that darkness? And I've been there. I've had to come to Whitsand Corner. I've been in the doom and gloom of my own thoughts, my own efforts, my own ways. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's hard. But He wants us to come in the light. He wants us to receive the forgiveness. He wants us to enjoy His forgiveness. You know, it's so easy for us to slip back and to start to strive. Even for me, especially running a business. And sometimes I do, I worry about the things we go through in life. My business has had three trying years. Sometimes I'm, I worry about what, what I should do next. And sometimes my faith in my uh, Jehovah Jireh, my creator, uh, seems to get thin. But God always brings me back to himself and lets me know how much he loves me and that it's all right, Paul. All these things work together for good. As Bree was saying, 
God's going to turn it all, all for good. He'll use even the darkest valleys in our life for good. And he'll bring something good out of it because he loves us. That love is unfailing. It never changes. I praise God for his forgiveness. You know, he's totally forgiven me for everything. And I'm glad of that. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But it was free. And I received it, though. And it set me free when I received it. Have you received it? His total forgiveness, have you received it? I pray that you do if you haven't. Number three, have you forgiven you? God's forgiven you. But have you forgiven you? You might think that's a funny question. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Get that, the phrase? Not of yourselves. Just remember that. In life, it's good to remember. It's not of ourselves in many things. It's not our own effort. Me doing well in my business is not necessarily just of myself. I do have to use what God's given me, but it's not of myself. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Why do people struggle to forgive themselves? Maybe they expect a lot more from themselves than what they see. Maybe we get sometimes very disappointed with ourselves. See, if we expect perfection from ourselves and we're trying to climb the ladder of perfection, we will be bitterly disappointed. We will always fail if that's the case. But it doesn't mean that you continue in sin that grace may abound. It doesn't mean just give up and just go and do what you please. It means that you need to look to the Lord. See, all attempts to gain favor with God through self-improvement is really self-worship. But when we come to church to worship, it's all about His worth. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the King of glory. We don't want to set up our own idols, the idol of self, and have self-worship and self-effort and, and feel depressed when we, when we fail and think and beat ourselves up and think, man, I'm useless. Why do I always do this? And why do I fail? And, you know, now I'm not a very good parent, and now I'm not a very good wife or husband, and now I'm not a very good grandparent. Self-worship. Don't get on the, on the wheel of self-improvement. Never do that. Come to Jesus and see his worth, his value to the Father. He will never disappoint you. Be taken up with him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Learn to forgive yourself. Have you forgiven you? If you haven't, it's time to forgive yourself. God's forgiven you. Forgive yourself. He did it. You didn't have to be perfect. You didn't have to get it all right. You never could. Just get your eyes upon the one who has got it all right. That's Jesus. He's delightful. He never lets us down. His love is unfailing. He's so faithful. You know, I was driving over to Pai here with Ruth last night, and uh, we happened to be blessed with getting, when we got down to Pukatona, with getting behind this very slow car. Speaking about forgiveness, <laughs> ever done that? And it's quite windy. There's not many passing lanes once you go from Heruru to Pai here. I mean, not Heruru, from Pukatona. 
Next thing I see, there's probably 10 cars behind and big queue of traffic, and I was right behind the slow, slow car. Ruth goes, don't toot. <laughs> you know, mile after mile. And of course, you know what I prayed? I said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was getting a bit hot under the collar, but I calmed down. So sometimes we're not really that quick to forgive, are we? You know, perhaps this was God working all things together for good. Perhaps there was a need in that car to have somebody pray for them. It could have been. I should have tweaked onto that. I did this morning when I was talking to my dad about six o'clock down by the stone store, just after daylight. Dad, that is. That's when I tweaked. I didn't tweak when I was following the car. You see, there was a time in my life when I was walking down the streets of Auckland, drugged out and walking about this slow, looking at my feet, doom and gloom and depression. Maybe they were going slow for a purpose. Maybe they needed someone to pray for them. We need to be quick to forgive in all circumstances in life. Maybe there's things going on that I knew nothing of. Maybe my father was just teaching me a little bit of patience. Who knows? Could well be. Ruth would probably agree to that. I won't take a name in vain too much this morning. Number four, it's time to forgive that person that God has been speaking to you about this morning while we've been sharing this message, because I trust God to move by His Spirit. And He knows, and you know, who He has brought to your attention that you might need to forgive. It may be yourself. It may be someone else. It may be your husband or your wife. It may be your son or your daughter. But God has been speaking to you about forgiving somebody. And it's time to forgive. This is the time to forgive. Hallelujah. According to studies, doctors have found that there is a huge relationship before, between sorry, forgiveness and health. The fact is, after being hurt, angry, suffering loss, guilt, or envy, the blocked love flow profoundly affects the way your body functions and your health. Did you know that? Wow. This can cause alteration in the pattern of chemicals and electricity in your body. It also disrupts the harmony of the brain waves, makes you less able to think clearly and to make good decisions, especially when you're following a slow car. Unforgiveness distresses your muscular skeletal system by increasing forehead muscle tension, producing headaches, and also produces other symptoms. For example, stomach aches, muscle tension, joint pain, dizziness, and tiredness. That's very encouraging. <laughs> So we don't want to go around not forgiving people, do we? <laughs> oh, dear. No matter how long you nurse a grudge, it, it won't get better. It never gets better, eh? Hmm. In Matthew, what's the time? Oh, I've got, I got another half hour yet. In Matthew, um, in Matthew 18, Jesus tells a story of a, a rich man who had some, uh, his servants owed him money. I'll just cut that short. It's there anyway. But you can read it in your own time. And uh, this, this rich uh, householder or this rich ruler, he actually forgave his servants in the end for large amounts of money that they owed him because they couldn't pay it and they were indebted. And then one of the servants that he forgave a, a large amount of money 
went away and had someone that owed him a little bit of money. And he wouldn't forgive him. And he wanted to throw him in prison. He had been treated well, but he didn't treat others well. A good story for you to read in your spare time. Because at the end of it, God talks to us about forgiving each other from the heart. I'll let you go and read it. Maybe. Would that, would that ever be, would we ever do that? God's forgiven us a large amount of debt, and then someone does something wrong. It might be Ruth. I mean, my wife or your husband. Sorry, Ruth. Ruth never does anything wrong to me. <laughs> and, then you, and then you get all upset, and, and you hold a big grudge against them, and then you don't forget, forgive them. Would, would I ever do something like that? Would you do something like that? Praise the Lord, you wouldn't, would you? I'll leave it with you. <laughs> what God forgives, he forgets. That's the beauty of it. And Joseph did the same thing in Egypt after being, you know, being rejected by his brothers. They wanted to kill him. They sold him into Egypt. He was in prison for about 12 or 14 years. Then he became prime minister under next highest to Pharaoh. And his brothers came down to Egypt. And when they realized who he was, boy, were they scared. They thought he's going to say off with your head or prison for the rest of your life or 300 years in prison or whatever. But um, he said, no. Joseph forgave them. He said, you meant evil to me, but God meant it for good. God has blessed me in my journey, even though I've been through the valley. I've been in prison for years. I've had my ankles really hurt and the irons that were there and all the sores that just formed around my feet. But God's brought me out to a good place. And I want to tell you that no matter what you're going through in life, God has forgiven you. And if you receive His forgiveness and if you forgive yourself and forgive others and follow God and look to Him and not look to yourself, God has blessing in mind for you this morning. And He's going to bring great blessing. He wants us to be more transformed into the image of His Son. He wants our actions and reactions to be like Jesus's. And I want to close with a little story, well-known story about uh, Thomas Edison with the light bulb. He had a team of men that spent 24 hours making this light bulb. Well, he made it many, many times before he got it, this, this light bulb. But where he was, he gave it to a young, uh, a young boy helper once they'd spent 24 hours nonstop getting it ready to take it upstairs to try it out. And the little boy, he got the light bulb and he went up very carefully watching his hands and walking upstairs. I think he was looking at the light bulb rather than when he was walking. But he dropped the light bulb and broke it. Can you imagine that? Like when you, who watched the, uh, who watched the Blues and the, um, not Crusaders, the Chiefs last night? Chiefs won, didn't they? Good game, wasn't it? Lucky Chiefs, yeah, pity about the Blues. Sometimes when you're playing rugby, you drop the ball. Imagine that, imagine dropping that light bulb after, after, after 24 hours. Well, Thomas Edison and the team went straight back to work and it took them another 24 hours to make another light bulb. Do you know who they gave it to, to carry upstairs? The same boy. You might have dropped the ball, you might have dropped the life bulb in life, but God wants to give it back to you because He believes in you and He's forgiven you 100%. So let's get up and let's give Him praise this morning. And if you haven't received forgiveness of sins, if you don't know how much you're valued by the Father, He sent Jesus. He commends His love. Jesus hung on the cross. He suffered and bled and died because your Father loves you and He forgives you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's sing. Thank you, team.